0: This is like a fraught decision.
1: <laughs> if you were there, how would you say it?
0: My therapist is out. Yeah. Great. My therapist is out.
1: Yeah. You don't have to make it a big deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have you met me?
1: Welcome to My Therapist is Out, an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we'll speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. This week, we're chatting with collective member Jenny Nigro. Jenny has spent the last 10 years working in nonprofit mental health, both in New York and California. We're really excited to talk with them today.
0: This is My Therapist Is Out, and my name is Jenny.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Renee, um, and we are both part of the Open Space Therapy Collective. Today, we are going to be talking about the differences between traditional psychotherapy and community care based psychotherapy and what that kind of looks like. Um, so, to kind of start off, how would you kind of define the two? What are the, the big differences or your experience with those two spaces?
0: Sure. I think traditional psychotherapy might be what a lot of people think of when they think of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, lying on a couch in a windowless office while someone asks you questions and scribbles things down on a pad mysteriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, what are they doing? Are they drawing stick figures? Are they writing their shopping list? Like, are they gonna turn my deepest darkest secrets into a novel Mm -hmm. um it's very sort of mysterious and there's sort of this veil that's created and i think about it a lot in terms of the power differential Mm. because you are in a room with someone with fancy degrees on their wall who is charging you a lot of money Mm -hmm. so that you can you know sit and talk and there's sort of this unspoken power dynamic that is always kind of at play
1: yeah Yeah, it feels very like cold and distant and Mm -hmm. like they're in charge and could kind of like send you to the hospital at any moment on a whim. Right. Um,
0: And even if they're not going to send you to the hospital, you're wondering, you know, are they thinking of me as a diagnosis? mm -hmm. Are they quote unquote treating me as, you know, a depressed person rather than the whole person that I am? Yeah. And you might not know how they view you based on your diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You might wonder if they are just seeing you Um, as a collection of symptoms to be treated, Mm. like you would treat a
1: burn or a cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really well said. It takes the personality and the relationship out of it, and Mm -hmm. it's very much like, oh, this is just here so I can treat my depression or to talk about my trauma, and they can just, like, keep their notes and check their boxes.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of um, sort of the old school of traditional therapy, there was this idea that your therapist can't have a personality Mm -hmm. that they can't um, share anything with you, that they can't connect with you in any other way than is strictly professional, Mm -hmm. that they can't show you that they have emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that that is so at odds with this new collective community care approach Mm -hmm. that we're working on.
1: Yeah, we are full of personality. (laughs) Um, So if that's like the traditional Mm -hmm. psychotherapy So if that's the traditional psychotherapy mm-hmm. approach, is a little more stoic, more distance, mm-hmm. um, what's, what's the community care approach? What's the community approach?
0: I'm so glad you asked, Renee. <laughs> um, I think of the community approach as sort of centering and prioritizing connection. Mm. Uh, because for many people, the source of their discomfort or stress or mental health symptoms might be disconnection in their lives. And if it's not the source, then it is definitely a result of Mm. their symptoms can be causing them to disconnect or um, not be able to fully connect with people, partners, friends, family, loved ones. And a community care practice really highlights the importance of being able to connect with someone. And if you're able to practice that with your therapist in a really safe space Mm -hmm. and have them see you as a person and you, connect to one another as two humans talking Mm -hmm. um, while they do still have the knowledge and skills behind that to appropriately support you as Mm -hmm. you go through this Mm -hmm. uh, that in itself is going to be a more healing process than an isolated stranger situation Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing i think that it's important about community care is that it recognizes that sitting in a room with your therapist is not gonna give you everything you need mm. to heal it's mm-hmm. one piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. um, and it, the more you can involve other aspects within the community uh, the more like fuller and richer and hopefully healing your experience will be
1: yeah totally that's a really important piece of this right like where I think traditional therapy mindset is, the therapy itself is the work. Mm -hmm. Um, Where in community care mentality and the way that we approach it, it's just a piece, right? It's, there's an hour a week where we're going to process and talk and we're going to practice connecting and we're going to play out some of these relationship things in a very safe way. Um, And then the work is really the rest of the life. It's finding other parts of your community. It's finding where to put those boundaries down and like, oh shit, I should have put a boundary down there, and I didn't, okay, let me figure out how to rehandle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really involving the whole social community life of somebody.
0: Yeah, I kind of picture it as like visually, you know, traditional therapy, it's like your life is in different boxes and maybe you have family, friends, work, et cetera, therapy. And then like you're hoping some of those things jump to the other boxes community care, you are the center and it's a circle, and therapy starts here. And then I just imagine it like rippling out to mm-hmm. the wider community. Mm-hmm. Because as you're able to practice what you've worked on in therapy in other settings, you then enrich those relationships. Mm-hmm. And that effect continues to like grow and benefit more people in your community. Yeah, And not just you in an isolated bubble.
1: Yeah. It's- I always love it when I'm working with a client for a while and they come in and they're like, you know, I noticed that my mom or my roommate or my friends are treating me a little bit differently or they're not coming to me with every huge problem or they're trusting me a little bit more. They like are res- have respected and understood this new boundary that I've started to implement. And they've started to change how they are with other people. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just you and the therapist and that's it. It like really changes a community.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a great approach for people who recognize that what they do and how they act doesn't happen in isolation. Mm. Um, And people who recognize that the way they feel or behave or the symptoms they're experiencing are a result of many different pieces. And that when you engage in community care, you are also, you know, sort of, opening up the door for the other people in your life to reap the benefits of you growing as a person through therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool. It is cool. Right? It
1: is. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> um, what, what are some ways that you've, mm-hmm. since you've been in mental health for mm-hmm. uh, over a decade, what are some ways that you've seen the community care approach work?
0: Oh gosh, that's a great question. I think a really great example um, can be, you know, to sort of scale it down to the queer community specifically, Mm -hmm. I have found it to be very effective because you, if you are one, you know, if you're working with a queer therapist in a queer community, you're already dissolving some of that boundary Mm -hmm. that you might automatically feel with this is head therapist um and you're already sort of demystifying because you can kind of already relate to that person on some level Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel a little bit more powerful and in control Mm -hmm. because you know that you are coming from the same place Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that working with a queer therapist as a queer person is like the first step to engaging in community care. I think doing groups with other queer people led by a queer therapist, um, I think can also facilitate those connections with other people. Mm -hmm. And to me, the biggest sort of like shining example of community care is when two people who have, for example, struggled with their gender identity um, are able to connect and, um, God, what am I trying to say? Like when they're able to then become that support for each other in yeah. a very healthy way. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they have both sort of acquired the tools that are applicable to them as queer people. Mm-hmm. And it sort of becomes that bridge where you are a community. You're not just an individual with a therapist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are so many people that, that we see that, maybe have one or two queer friends that may be in the community in a different way that mm-hmm. don't connect or they may just be kind of unhealthy friendships mm-hmm. and may just be friends because there is that part of the identity yeah. together or it's not enough. Like one friend is often not enough. You mm-hmm. need multiple people within that same queer community to be able to connect with in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so many people come in without much of that community already Mm -hmm. and so to come in and work with um, a queer therapist who either has a very similar experience to you or understands it Mm -hmm. um, is a way to start building that out and understanding how to connect with other people within our community.
0: Yes, I totally agree. I think a lot of times you know we don't know what we don't know and we don't know what we've been missing Mm -hmm. Um, and if you've never had that affirming space mm-hmm. you might not realize how much of a burden you've been carrying by trying to conform to other spaces mm-hmm. to straight spaces or traditional therapy spaces mm-hmm. and you know for me when i finally like felt comfortable in a queer community it was like i could finally breathe mm-hmm. but i had no idea that i didn't that i wasn't fully breathing before because mm-hmm. i just didn't know what it felt like to fully breathe yeah and i think that you know being able to and also when you go through that transition and like these new doors open, that brings up a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. and it can be really scary. Mm -hmm. And I think um, having an affirming therapist to help support you through that can really um, help to like integrate parts of your life in a way that you're not like scared to bring your queerness (laughs) like Mm -hmm. front and center. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, like when you're starting to find that community, Mm -hmm. um, it can be super validating and really vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? Because now it's like, oh, cool. I can be like my full self. And then you're like, oh, shit, I've never been my full (laughs) self before. (laughs) This is fucking terrifying. What do I do? Oh, my God. Um, And so continuing that conversation in the therapy room Mm -hmm. and finding ways to do it safely there and practice it then with the community that you're building, Mm -hmm. it's it's awesome it's a very it is. special space
0: it is and i think that as a queer person it's one of the most important things you can do for your community is mm-hmm. to get that support for yourself so that then you can support mm-hmm. other queers because no one else is going to mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know we have to take care of each other and therapy is a way that you can start that process mm-hmm. of taking care of each other mm-hmm. by taking care of yourself mm-hmm.
1: what i love this and a lot of i mean of course i love this um a lot of what will hear are people feeling really selfish right like my friend is struggling i should mm-hmm. be helping my friend i shouldn't mm-hmm. be in here focusing yeah. on myself yeah um how do you or how does anybody start mm-hmm. to kind of challenge those thought processes in thinking like no taking my care of myself and being in therapy is actually also helping my friend
0: It's really difficult because we're so conditioned to think from an individualist mindset. Mm -hmm. And we're also so conditioned to think that it's all or nothing, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. We, a lot of what we're doing or a lot of what I try to do in therapy with people is to slowly sort of become accustomed to questioning those binary options Hmm. because we know as queer people that the binary is bullshit. It's not real. It doesn't work. It's made up. (laughs) (laughs) And yet a lot of times we still approach things from a binary perspective. Like Mm -hmm. either I have to give up myself to support this person or I have to cut them off. Mm -hmm. And it's not like life is, it doesn't have to, that's a false choice. It's, it's not real. Mm So how can we sort of change it from an either or to like a more squiggly amorphous mm-hmm. field of options and um you know ways of approaching things.
1: Yeah. Cuz that's way more real, right? Mm-hmm. Like even in an hour it's going to ebb and flow of how much that mm-hmm. you're focusing on yourself versus someone else versus mm-hmm. the bigger community and how to op- Approach that and be a person in the world, um, or to fully focus on somebody for a minute and then go back to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to think of it as just like I'm helping me or I'm helping somebody else, yeah. you're right, is not real. Yeah, um, and challenging that is can be a real mind fuck.
0: It can, it can, and that's a huge part of what I focus on in therapy, because once you sort of start to unlock that and are able to start moving past those automatic thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, it just makes everything so much easier. You're like, wait, I don't have to care about this. Yeah. Like
1: these choices that I'm being forced to make aren't real. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. What's an example, protecting HIPAA, um, what's an example Mm. that you've seen recently of somebody realizing that the binary choice isn't real and they can choose what they want? Oh gosh. Um,
0: Something. Okay. Something can you think of an example
1: um, yes I have a client right now who is amazing she's been doing um, really powerful work um, with a pretty toxic family and she's really come to the realization and really been able to put it in practice more and more that she can be able to see the toxicity in the family and just because she can't convince the rest of the family that is toxic doesn't mean she has to buy into and play into that dynamic. Right. She can be like, well, I'm going to exist in this way and you guys can still do that, but I also don't need to cut you off. Mm -hmm. I can figure out how, how I want to relate to you and how I want to be involved in the family. Um, and like the amount of like power and like personal, like, calmness mm-hmm. and like autonomy that she's gotten just from this i mean a lot of other work too but like that stepping out of that binary mm-hmm. it's it's really moving and really been impacting everything in her life mm-hmm. it then changes her relationship with her partner It mm-hmm. then changes how she thinks about her friend group it then changes how she thinks about being in the workplace it's like that ripple effect like you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is 100 there it's
0: a great example
1: yeah love that yeah. yeah. Um, if somebody's tried the traditional psychotherapy mm-hmm. um, and is like, oh, it, yeah, it worked X, Y, Z, but there's this other stuff that isn't working. Yeah. Um, what are some takeaways that you'd want them to think about as they considered a more community based therapy approach?
0: I would say, you know, I would suggest that they think about what it is that was missing from their previous therapy. Mm hmm. Um, what they'd be open to trying Mm -hmm. in seeing a therapist again. Um, And, you know, if it's someone who has felt sort of dissatisfied with the interaction, with the connection or lack thereof, or if it was working at first and then sort of stopped, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to try a new approach. It's okay to try a new therapist. Mm -hmm. Like, this approach might not work for someone. Totally. Just because I think it's awesome and you think it's awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe some people are like, no, I don't want to let my trauma seep out into the community. And, yeah. you know, it, it's complicated. But I think the main takeaway is if you have realized that you can no longer operate in isolation mm-hmm. and you are ready to connect with other people You may not feel, quote unquote, ready. You Mm -hmm. may still have a lot of the same traumas and issues and, you know, unhealthy thoughts or behaviors Mm -hmm. that you have had in the past. If you feel like you want to try connecting with people through that Mm -hmm. rather than hiding it, Mm -hmm. then try collective community
1: therapy. Yeah. It's a great way to put it. It's (laughs) really stepping out of that isolation and let's try something different yeah and it's trying and if it doesn't work that's okay yeah yeah cool well awesome thank you so much um we'll have jenny back plenty um and we will see you soon bye thanks for joining us we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic leave a comment below or email us at communications at open space therapy collective you can follow us on all of the social medias, and if you're in California looking for a therapist, visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists to see if we are the right fit for you. My Therapist is Out is an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Our therapists are Kristen Crow, Debbie White, and Renee Johnson. Our Marketing and Communications Coordinator is Riley Andreessen. Marketing Confidence Cheerleader, Issa Gauchi. Our Admin Assistant is Maritza Bowles. Operations and Clinical Consultant, Jenny Knight.